What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. This is your boy Justin JLB and welcome to Snap Judgments. This is going to be the raw edition of Snap Judgments for April 20th, 2020. Before I go on to the show, I'd just like to let you know that we are powered by the Tatnus Code Network, bringing you such great shows as... Uh, Tatnus Code Podcast Uncensored In the Dice Box Chicken Hen with SMNW Basement Bullshit And Carpool Shenanigans So of course we are there as well And without further ado We are going to get to your Raw Recap So yeah I mean Raw starts off uh, Basically showing you what happened last Monday Between Andrade and Drew McIntyre That match up there And then of course Seth Rollins essentially stomping Drew McIntyre to the mat and, of course, challenging for the WWE Championship. So we start off in the empty arena once again with Drew McIntyre coming out and issuing the challenge to Seth Rollins, saying he's not really sure why Seth Rollins would deserve it out of all people, but he understands as Seth Rollins has done so much for the company and if Seth Rollins wants the title, he is... Uh, defending champion and he will face Seth Rollins at money in the bank of course though it doesn't end there as we have Zelina Vega come out and start talking to Drew McIntyre saying hey listen don't worry about Seth Rollins at money in the bank you should be worrying about Angel Garza who will be facing him tonight. And of course, we have Andrade attacking Drew McIntyre from behind, but Drew McIntyre then eventually gets the upper hand and gives him the Claymore kick. Uh, Two of Andrade's associates, Garza and Theory, don't actually go in and help him, thus because they are scared to also get Claymored by Drew McIntyre. And that is how the segment ends, where they once again announce Angel Garza versus Drew McIntyre. You know, decent promo. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I really love uh, Drew McIntyre's just friendly personal promos. He really, you know, talks to the fans. He thanks the fans and so on. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. wasn't a fan of them restarting it like they did last week with Zelina Vega coming out. Are they going to do the same thing next week with Austin Theory? Like, uh, they might maybe need to do a little something something there, but, uh, you know, decent promo to say the least. After that, they do show a little clip of Triple H's 25-year anniversary. So they're going to celebrate Triple H's 25 years on this Friday Night SmackDown. And wow, 25 years, man. That's crazy. 25 years of Triple H. 25 years of Hunter Hearst Hemsley. 25 years of the Cerebral Assassin. So that should be interesting. I'm really excited. I imagine we're also going to get a lot of... um, Triple H uh, throwbacks and DX throwbacks on SmackDown, but either way, that should be an entertaining good time. So let's go on with the first match of the night for WWE Raw. 
In a very interesting concept, we're gonna have Alistair Black take on Austin Theory for a qualifying matchup for the money in the bank. Why I say this is interesting is because we also have Zelina Vega on commentary. Now, as you all know, Zelina Vega and Alistair Black are going out in real life. And Zelina Vega, of course, is uh, the manager of Austin Theory. So it was quite interesting to see that there. You know, the match itself uh, was pretty good. Decent, decent enough. Both wrestlers are uh, great wrestlers, so I wasn't bored. Um, I did feel there could have been a more, a lot more little flips here and there. I did love, of course, Selena Vega on the commentating position again. I think she's just a phenomenal heel. Enjoy what she did there. Great match, but ultimately... Alistair Black wins it with the Black Mass. Unfortunately, uh, Austin Theory could not escape the Black Mass for the second time. And uh, after the match, uh, so he's qualifying to the Money in the Bank. That is there. After the match, uh, Byron Saxton goes up and asks Alistair how he's going to be preparing for the corporate ladder. Black mentions that he's going to have to cover up because he's not necessarily really all that corporate and that everyone should be scared of Alistair Black, and then it cuts. Honestly, this whole corporate ladder thing is weird. It's creative, but it's also very weird at the same time. I don't know why they would do it at the Titan Towers. I guess it's just something different. They can do other filming. They could, you know, a whole lot of editing. I just don't see a building being a great place for money in the bank, and there's going to be two of them. I just don't see it going well. I rem we did mention on the WBU episode the Austin 316 Super Bowl commercial where you saw everybody kind of fighting. And I thought, hmm, that was interesting. That was cool. But that also was a 30-second commercial, not, you know, a 15-minute match. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm still curious. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be weird, but I'm still definitely curious to see what goes on and what they do there. So, yeah, next up we got, so by the way, so far we got Alistair Black and uh, Daniel Bryan in the Money in the Bank, Corporate Money in the Bank men's match. So those two are for sure in, and we will wait and see who else is coming up. So yeah, next up we got Shayna Baszler versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, she Indy Hartwell's an NXT competitor. Totally didn't realize that. I had to legit read that. Um, yeah, and I don't know, the same thing happened. She basically... Just broke her arm again, and then uh, so she wins the match because she wasn't able to compete anymore. What are they doing here, though? Like, I get they're trying to make her tough, but then essentially, why would she do any match when you can just break someone's arm? Like, I don't get their concept, and then, like, I don't know. And then so she, after the match, she then takes her arm and puts it in between a ladder, and she uh, breaks her arm even more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean whatever i just don't get what they're trying to do like stop with these jobber matches and can you please stop using nxt people to do it like geez louise you could have just used a bunch of people you were firing to job then or something if you were gonna fire them anyways Ugh. like really um yeah so that was that Shayna baszler um and then what's with her getting interviewed before the match every time i think it's kind of cool it's different uh, but I wonder what their thought process is there. But I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, so that was that. I mean, not really a match there. Uh, she's just breaking arms and taking names. Maybe Indy Hartwell will be the next one fired since uh, apparently it happened to Sarah Logan. And look what happened. 
Um, yeah, so that was that. I don't really know what else to say, except I don't know what they're doing with it. Next up, we got the best new tag team in the freaking world. We got Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, who face two NXT jobbers called Vink and Thorn. Um, again, like, great that I'm seeing Ricochet and Cedric. Awesome. These guys are phenomenal. It was a great match. Um, one, I hate the fact that they're just using NXT stars all over the freaking place. Sure, they're getting on TV, but you're also making NXT look bad. I feel like I don't see Vic and Thorne a lot in NXT anyways. But, uh, still, I don't like the fact that Lawler's making fun of them. I like the name Vink. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, if you don't know anything about the wrestlers, though, just don't say anything. Don't make fun of them. Don't mock them. It's ridiculous. I really don't like the fact that they do that because they've just been using a bunch of NXT stars and have been making them all look bad. Um, and it's just ridiculous. It's like, just stop it already. Or, you know what? Just fire them so they can go somewhere else to be used worthwhile. I'm really getting annoyed of what they are doing there. And sure, I'm just a fan, so who cares? But at the end of the day, man, like, it's ridiculous. Like, these uh, wrestlers cannot be happy um, with what they're doing. But, I mean, you know, the with someone against, like, Ricochet and, and uh, Cedric, it was at least still pretty decent. They did a few maneuvers, so it was pretty good, to say the least. Um, but, of course, uh, Cedric and um, uh, Ricochet do take the win. Still trying to think out about what their name should be. Um, for some reason, Superhero Magic comes to my head. Why? I don't know. Um, but Superhero Magic is the name, damn it. Um, we'll see. Uh, they better come up with a creative one. Uh, but we'll certainly see what happens. I mean, next we have uh, Asuka and Kari Zayn. So the announcer mentions, uh, hey, Kari Zayn, you're going to be facing Nia Jax. Do you think there's anything of a height difference there? And man, just, just Asuka is just hilarious. She's just laughing. She's joking. She says no one is going to be ready for Asuka. It is just amazing. Uh, so entertaining. Give this girl her own show. I might not be able to stand understand 80% of it but I will be entertained for a hundred percent of it so something they should definitely do because ah she's just entertaining so amazing um so before we get on to another match which is going to be Carrie Zane versus uh Nia Jax which I'm gonna have a ton of to talk about um there is another movie out on Netflix uh, from the WWE called The Main Event, which features uh, a young kid who is becoming a wrestler, I guess, and he's facing all these big superstars. And he starts beating them up or whatever have you. It looks like a real crazy kids movie that's not going to be good at all. Um, it's titled as like a TV movie on Netflix. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might be better than playing with fire. Maybe not, though, because at least playing with fire had a few nice comedians in it. Um, but what is WWE doing with these, like, kids shows and stuff? Like, I get it. You got to cater to kids as well. But, like, that's why you have the cartoon stuff. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, maybe I'm just hating on there for no reason. I doubt it's good. But uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a WWE movie called The Main Event, which, um, which has uh, Seth Carr... Tishine Arnold, Adam Pauly, and it was directed by Jay Karras. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There's the main event movie if you want. If you uh, have some kids at home, you don't know what to do with them, 
the main event is uh, where to go. Um, or, you know, probably anything on Disney Plus because the main event sounds horrible. Anyways, next up, we got Carrie Zane versus Nia Jax. So last week, it was for the qualifying for the Money in the Bank. This week, it was apparently Carrie Zane who just wanted to uh, give her a rematch, or wanted a rematch, rather, to prove that she can beat her. So this match was all right. Nothing crazy. Um, one of the things, though, is uh, Carrie Zane almost got injured completely because Nia Jax doesn't know how to wrestle. I am furious, I am mad, I am angry, because there's always stories about Nia Jax not knowing how to do certain things, and always kind of shooting, if you will. Uh, so basically what happened is she was kind of like choking uh, Sakari Zane, and then as she let her go onto the turnbuckle, she actually did like a stupid careless throw and Carrie Zane hit the bottom hit her head on the bottom turnbuckle which I think she's technically fine but man you could have easily have messed her up completely and I'm sorry Nia Jax if there's anyone that's going to be fired it's you you don't know what you're doing you're you clearly still have ring rust or maybe you just have regular Nia Jax wrestling ability because it is completely ridiculous, and I'm so done with you, and I don't wish firing on anybody, but I'm sorry. If there's perfectly good wrestlers who are getting fired and perfectly crappy wrestlers who are staying, then I would rather the crappy wrestlers go, and right now, you are um, one of the people endangering the wrestlers and are considered a crappy wrestler in my book, so stop being on TV, stop injuring your wrestlers, and... Um, I'm just done with it. There was a whole Charlotte Flair f uh, thing a while ago as well. Like, what was that? Like, that's carelessness. Look, I understand people make mistakes. But it's like you do this all the time. So when is when when, when will we stop saying it's a mistake? And then, you know what? When it's too late? When someone does, in fact, get injured? Completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But Nia Jax picks up the win uh, once again. Couldn't even have given it to Carrie Zane. Um, I mean, come on. Like, stop with this Nia Jax pushing. She's garbage. She's, she's, yeah, she's just completely garbage in the ring. Honestly, she doesn't do much. She does a bunch of hair throws, uh, the Samoan drop, uh, a kick here and there, um, a pickup, and that's it. Like, I'm sorry, just complete garbage. Your heart's not into it. I don't feel like you want to be there. So then just don't quit. Ugh, so annoyed. Next up, we got uh, Seth Rollins promo basically telling Drew McIntyre that him and Drew have a lot in common. They have both beaten Brock Lesnar. They have both won the NXT title. Uh, and they have both beaten Brock Lesnar for the World Heavyweight title. But he tells them that the similarities stop there. And that Seth Rollins him is a proven leader shows that he was leading uh his team with buddy murphy and aop um and that he is going to be beating drew mcintyre as a necessity not because he wants to but because he has to great promo this promo by the way was done like at his house or something so it was filmed but it was decent it was good it uh, sent the right message and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for that. So they show like a little clip of the Viking Raiders. I think they're making them into a comedy sketch now uh, because they basically say we do this and we do that. Then they chant Viking Raiders and then say something else. We are above Thor and we'll knock you to the floor. Viking Raiders. 
Like, I don't know. It's whatever. And they were like driving in a car. I feel like it was something off ride along or something. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I don't know. That's that. Next up, we got MVP versus Apollo Crews. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was an all right match, I guess. Um, I like the fact that MVP put over Apollo Crews. Thank God that happened. But uh, MVP was mentioning all his accomplishments, beating Kane, Batista, and so on. And then that's why Apollo Crews will never be able to beat him. And then, of course, Apollo Crews beats him. So hopefully this is a push for Apollo Crews because Apollo Crews is a phenomenal wrestler. There's just something missing about him, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, but happy that he won. So he will be part of the Money in the Bank along with Aleister Black and Daniel Bryan. Next matchup, we got Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, before she gets to the ring, mentions that Liv Morgan is nothing without her and that she was nothing but a puppy doll. And that's the reason why she, in fact, got injured for so long was because she was carrying both Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan on her back all those years with the Riot squad. Match starts. Um, pretty decent match, to say the least. We really see... Um, Ruby Riot get the best of Live Morgan for the rest of it, for a lot of it. But then Live Morgan uh, starts coming back and bam, with the flatliner, Live Morgan finally wins. And I am a fan of this girl, Live Morgan. It's just she's never got a proper push. And uh, seeing her wrestle the past month, month and a half, I've really enjoyed her wrestling. And uh, I'm happy that they're somewhat giving her a push and that they're ending this feud. Although I don't think it's necessarily going to end because I feel like they have nothing else to do with these two. So I feel like these two will fight at Money in the Bank, but nothing's guaranteed. Commentators were mentioning that um, now Live Morgan could put the Ruby Riot feud past her. So we shall wait and see. But congrats to Live Morgan. She definitely deserves it. So I have no idea what they're kind of doing with this whole Bobby Lashley thing. We first see Bobby Lashley come on and say that he's going to flip some tires. They're going to be tractor tires to show that he's a world-class athlete. Uh, now we go on to see Bobby Lashley flip um, one of the tractor tires, which he mentions a lot of world-class athletes can do that, and then points to another tire, which is much bigger. He says this one is going to be more of a challenge, but will prove that he is the uh, best athlete in the world and will be able to flip that one as well, uh, all while Lina, Lana is there um, basically parading her hubby on for it. The next matchup we got, we got another qualifying Money in the Bank match. We got Murphy versus Rey Mysterio in, honestly, what can be a pretty decent match. I'm actually really excited for this one since uh, both are great wrestlers. Um, although, you know, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Rey. Uh, there is certainly no doubting his capabilities in the ring. But yeah, no, this match was actually uh, really good. Uh, it, I think, was probably one of the longest matches on Raw. And this match was pretty decent. At first, it seemed kind of weird. I thought it was going to be more of a Murphy squash match uh, because Rey Mysterio was playing off that he hurt his hand and they were just playing off that for a bit. But honestly, it it had that moment, but it then had a bunch of spots and it was actually a really good match, really decent match. Um, Murphy is also just phenomenal talent too. Unfortunately, though, Murphy could not get the win. Rey Mysterio, in fact, did get the win. Um, 
And so Rey Mysterio has moved on to go on to the Money in the Bank match in the corporate ladder. And I just, I feel like the only reason why they made Rey Mysterio go to the corporate ladder match is so that they could fling him around in the office. I honestly to God feel that way. Um, I'm sorry, Ray, but you're small and they're just going to use you as a pinata because gee golly, um, I could only imagine that there will be windows breaking and uh, tables flipped and people getting thrown over a few tables. But um, yeah, Ray Mysterio wins. I would have liked to see Murphy win. I think Murphy deserves that shot for the money in the bank because um, we all know Ray Mysterio is not going to win it. Um, you know, I mean, I doubt it. So yeah, kind of a waste of a participant then because Murphy would have made it more challenging and hmm, wondering, okay, are they going to start pushing Murphy? Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Next up, we got Caitlin Carter, who is an NXT superstar going against the queen. Woo! Charlotte Flair. And honestly, it was, uh, wasn't a bad match. Caden uh, Carter actually got some shots in, so that was dope. That was cool. She's actually a pretty decent wrestler. Uh, I've seen her a bit on NXT, so I uh, really, yeah, I think she's an, a pretty awesome wrestler. Um, interesting enough, though, it was, so it wasn't a jobber. I thought instantly, oh, it's going to be a two-second match, but it was good. Caden Carter had her shots in and so on. Um, Charlotte Flair ends up winning with the figure eight though of course i think it could have went a little bit longer i was getting interested in it and then of course charlotte just kind of kicks her i thought it just ended weird it was just like a kick and then she went into her cockiness of doing the figure eight but it is what it is but decent match to say the least so next up, we got Bobby Lashley flipping another tire, which is supposed to be bigger than the other one that he flipped. He first has a few little hard tries, couldn't do it, and then he eventually flips the bigger tire. Lana comes and says, Bobby, I know you can do it, and so on and so forth. Lashley ultimately then goes on to say, hey, this is why you need to fear me, and everyone in the locker room should fear Bobby Lashley. And that's pretty much it. That's all he pretty much said. I guess they needed extra time to fulfill or if you will but uh yeah that's what bobby lashley did um and that's it that's it next we have andrade who will be taking on akira tozawa uh, again i love the fact that akira tozawa is getting more tv time on raw and this match hopefully should be good if they allow each wrestler to do what they need to do but yeah, decent match. Uh, Kirozawa got some hits in. I love the apron flip spot that he did uh, towards Andrade. Was really good. Ultimately, though, Andrade did pick up the win with his hammerlock DDT from the corner. But it was a decent match. I uh, dare say second best match of the night. Was really fun and a really good time. Next up, we got Bianca Belair, who's making her first match on Raw against uh, Santana Garrett, which I don't know where she's from, but she looks like an 80s wrestler with that uniform outfit she's wearing. Either way, uh, Street Profits are out there commentating, and it is hilarious. They're a bit over the top, but I wouldn't have it any other way. They are the Street Profits for that specific reason. Bianca Belair um, essentially annihilates Sa Santana Garrett. But uh, it's a good match because she does have some a few spots in there as well. So she doesn't totally get jobbed. 
um, Santana Garrett doesn't just completely job. She has a few hit spots, but ultimately this is to promote Bianca Belair, and they do a good job at that. If you haven't watched Bianca Belair before, you should definitely check out a lot of her NXT stuff. She is a phenomenal wrestler, and no doubt she will be dominant on the Raw roster for sure. Well, I mean, hopefully, if Vince gives the go-ahead, because we all know how that goes. Now, for the main event, I'm going to do a little something different, so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're wrong. It is Angel Garza versus WWE Champion Drew yeah, I don't know. So I don't know how that sounded uh, for everyone else, but I enjoyed that. But either way, it is Drew McIntyre versus Angel Garza. And uh, it is a fairly short match. It's a match. Uh, it's about an eight-minute match. And, you know, a pretty decent match, I guess. Uh, it was just really all Drew McIntyre. I did like the spot that he did where he went over the top rope and hit all three men. He did almost like a somersault, if you will. Pretty cool, considering how tall he is and how built the guy is. Uh, he mentions to Zelina he can do it all, and he certainly can. And Drew McIntyre wins, of course, with the Claymore kick and tells Zelina, you keep lighting them up, I'll keep, I'll keep Claymoring them down, which is exactly what he did. And that ends off your Raw, ladies and gentlemen, to um, an all right match. It's honestly the same repetitive thing we're seeing every week. Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega's boys going after Drew, Drew facing them at the main event, and it's just all very repetitive. And it certainly shows that the fans are not liking it because I did the Raw recap a little late today. I actually do have the numbers of the ratings on average of what it did. And it did an average of 1.84 million views. This is down 4% from last week, which last week's numbers... I don't believe I mentioned them last week. So last week's numbers are last week was 1.9 million. And so this week it's even we're down uh, by 4% to that. Last week was the lowest raw. So obviously this week takes the cake for the lowest raw rating. And you know, it's going to happen. A lot of people are complaining that they're not liking the empty arena shows, that it's a bit bland. And look, at the same time, I get it, but you know, it, WWE is the only company that's kind of really doing anything at the moment, and so you gotta just give what it gives. It's very unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. That's uh, probably why they're going to be doing the ladder match at the corporate headquarters. Although, mind you, that WrestleMania match that they did between uh, between the the who was it? It was. Um, uh, Jim, uh, J John, Jim Morrison, Uso, and uh, one of the New Day members. The match they did, uh, the triple threat ladder match, was really good. And I didn't really necessarily care that there wasn't anybody there. There was enough action. So uh, they could have easily have just did it at the, at the Performance Center. But I guess they wanted to try something a bit different. Make people kind of curious as to how the Raw is going to be. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your Raw recap. And if I'm going to have to judge it, give it a final verdict, I'm going to be giving this Raw a 3, ah, 2.8 out of 5. I don't know. There wasn't anything crazy for me. I felt it was a bit long. A lot of stuff just dragged. We do know 
that the qualifiers though we at least got that for the money in the bank for the raw men's we got alistair black we got apollo cruz and we got and Ray Mysterio. So that is your final participants for the Monday Night Raw side. Of course, we will see what the SmackDown side will bring this Friday. And that is it, guys. So thank you so much for listening to the recap. My name is RCMP Justin JLB. Thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Nova Scotia that was affected by the mass shooting on Saturday, Sunday morning. Uh, my prayers and thoughts go out to all of that. Even an RCMP officer had died um, in this unsensical shooting, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. Right now, with 22 people who have died, but I don't want to end it on a sour note. I would like to thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Justin JLB. You can follow me on Twitter at JLB420 or go with the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Uh, anchor.fm slash rtr is my real talk radio anchor where you can find all my doobly-doos there with my social medias spotify's titles and whatever have you it's all there so you can definitely check that out and that is it that is all ciao for now